Scott, welcome to episode 337 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Good evening, sir. Oh, Colin, we've talked about uh, for about an hour about movies before we even start. The <laughs> chat, so is... That's because we love movies. We do love movies, That's yes. why we're here. That's why we're here, yes. Well. Um, yeah, we are here. Are you drinking anything of note for tonight, Sam? Oh. I'm drinking something on for tonight. I am back on the Stormtrooper. Um, oh, this oh, one is one this is the Space Hopper one. Stormtrooper Space Hopper, and it's a six point six percent New England Pale Ale. I do like a New England Pale Ale. That's a nice so, one. It's, 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 it's like kind of nice Stormtrooper can. Uh, to, again, um, how these guys have got this slice? No really, idea. Really but it's really, I've just had my first sip and it's really, really nice. So is it, because it's 6.6 so there'll be just just one of these in a school night, Jesus, mm. any more than that. And I'll be, take my pants off and dance around the house, much to the, yes. the cats and the good ladies. Um, I think I'll have to buy some. Um, yeah, um, get a wee pack of it. I might do that again, yeah. Can you buy it in shops now or are you going to put it all online? Mm. I think the kind of wankier beer places do, but you tend to find it's like free, four. I'll probably get it online, I'll probably get it online cheaper. I think I bought it for people all the time as presents, but I never actually bought it myself. I think someone did buy me at one time. Mm. But yeah, um, but that one's that's lovely. You would like that a lot. That's a nice drink. So yeah, um, what are you drinking, sir? I've I'm, just just, I'm just on tea. But look, look, look at my cool mug. Let me see. Oh well, it's, it's a mug with a Snoopy donut on top of it. That's <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, that's a really really cool mug. Um, Twenty quid. Well, thank Colin. Talking of Snoopy, um, I suspect Jill's probably got something similar but on the eye watches you can get a snoopy clock he now has already yes. he does wee things and stuff yep. like that yeah 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 it's, it's very it's it, apple know how to make money yeah. they're like yeah get, just give me your money get toy story give me your money come on yeah, snoopy i'm, I'm all about snoopy i wear, I wear my, my snoopy converses tomorrow when i'm in the work i've looked i've very much looked forward to it um yes yeah we'll have them just for anyone listening that they talk about um richard's making a a, a seldom done venture into the office tomorrow so we, have, get to, yeah. we get to Same sit hope. side by side and, and face to face like the two Ronnies of old and discuss yes. all things nonsense. You can definitely do this with no one recording. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, always let's start with um, some cinema catch-up or at least movie catch-up generally. Have you watched anything of interest that we've talked about before or it's not I, in the main chat? I've watched nothing since last week apart from one film I'm sad to say so which has okay. not been a catch-up so I am very much um, a passenger on tonight's ride. So, well, I'm going to mention one that I, I watched for the first time. I've been meaning to watch it for years and years and years. And it's a film made in 1942 called When the Day Well. You ever heard of this film? No, I've not. Tell me more. It, it was made during World War II, obviously. It was right at the height of World War II in Britain, obviously, as well. And it's a film about a German invasion of Britain. And about, well, the, and about the idea of, like, it's told, it's told in fake flashbacks. So it's set, the film starts in, like, 1950-odd. And there's a guy talking about what happened in 1942, which is obviously the present day of this film, of this like, German unit that infiltrate this small town in Britain, and that's going to be like sort of the kind of red dawn in it, like spreading out from there. And it's, well, and it's like, the village fighting back against um, this Nazi regiment who've invaded Britain. That's pretty cool, and not entirely unfeasible as well. The film itself is fine, it's good, but it's, it's more amazing it was made during World War II, it's like yeah. the height of like the fear of like that happening. Yeah, you don't want to be, because you're trying to get people to join the well, army. Up, go, go, yeah, and, yeah. and, and here's, here's what's going to happen. Like, whoa, no, whoa, don't fucking show that. That's well, uh, insane. Who's in it? Any, any names? No, I, I, I recognise the honest. Probably are people who are very well-known screen actors of all the old time and theatre actors. I didn't recognise anyone, but mm. it was very, very enjoyable. Very well-done film. 
Is it black and white? I can't. Black and white, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds good. I'm going to see who was in it. Will you continue to chat? What was it called? Went. <coughs> so, went. Went the day well. Oh, my phone's doing that thing where it doesn't recognise my face. I worry I'm getting yeah. older, dude. My phone's like, ah, no, are you are yeah. you calling? And I'm like, it's yeah. still me. I'm just older. Fucking hell, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I watched that. Um, very, very good. Um, in oh. terms of non-cinema stuff that I've watched, or non-movie stuff, probably same as your good lady, I finished True Detective Night Country. Lorraine did finish it as well, and I think she thoroughly enjoyed that. I think she said that there was a few loose ends, she said, that weren't... Maybe, a few people were a bit gripey online about the ending. I thought it tied up well enough that I was content and happy. And yeah. it, it, it laid enough track and put enough things into place that there was enough paid off by the end of it that I didn't feel shortchanged. Yeah. You know, sometimes a lot of times, like we've seen it before with the shows, they build up and they build up and they build up and they put so much and you, they keep revealing another thing and another possible thing. And then it's like, you've got to end this somehow. And mm. this... Like, like Paul Lorraine said as well, a few things don't quite match up or don't quite <coughs> hit, but 95% of them did. And for that, I was very happy with it. I, I very, very much enjoyed uh, the six episodes. Very, very similar comments from Lorraine. Plus, I always say as well, these people that say, oh, and it didn't, you know, tie this up or it didn't explain this, it's like, use your fucking imagination, you know, like, you know, take a fucking leap, you know. What, what do you want to happen? There you go, that's what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, or also, such is life. Oh, bad thing. Yeah, aye, do you know what I mean? It's like, you don't need everything fucking tied up in a bone handy to you, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just you know, fill in the fucking blanks, it's not hard to do. Aye, yeah, yeah. but no, I very much, really good episodic television. It would probably work as a binge as well. Every episode okay. interesting enough, you probably could binge it if you wanted to. But as, again, we've talked about before, I really enjoyed like every Monday, you know, sitting down. Yeah. And that, that was my Monday night. But what, as a binge, does, does it have any levity in it? Is, is there any kind of light moments in it? That, that, or is it a dark binge? Like, a no, proper, no, there is, there is levity in it. Because like, yeah. like, seeing how Jodie Foster reacts to because like, she's a very unlikable character and just seeing mm. her like, being mean to people for no reason is it it, like, darkly funny as well. In that kind of Clone Brothers way almost. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I've never watched them. I mean, I, I kind of always meant to dive in when the first ones came out. I remember all the hype and like, I'm going to watch this, and I just never got to. And I know they're all their own standalone kind of shows. Do you know what I mean? But I, it's, it's something I've never, but I want to, but I've just never got to. And I kind of feel like I've missed it now. And I'm like, no, but they're all self-contained, so you yeah. can't. But I should. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's me. It's. I'll be honest. I had pretty much left it all behind. I, I sort of like saw the first season. It was all. I enjoyed it, but it felt a bit kind of wankish a little bit. Mm. Season two wasn't a fan of, season three wasn't a fan of either, and I kind of gave up on them. Mm. So I was pretty much resigned to not watching True Detective. Like I'm, 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 it's not for me. It's Jodie Foster. You put Jodie Foster TV show, like I'm going to be intrigued, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So that's why I was there. Plus, it, I'm enjoying that this kind of this trend at the moment of you know big names doing TV. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, you know, and it's breaking down those fucking that that snobbery, I mean, those divides. I mean, we're seeing more and more. Right, there's very few actors now you can think of who only do movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's good. Do you know what I mean? Because you will watch something. <coughs> you know, I want to see that person. You know, that that's why you're watching it. So I'm yeah. all for it. All for it. And quality work is quality work. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Be it TV, fucking movies, whatever. It's yeah, whatever, if, yeah. if they're good, you're watching. Yeah, with you. Yeah, so I very much enjoyed that. 
Um, you watched anything of Not at Home? Any? Uh, still watching, still watching Northern Exposure, which is like a, a warm fuzzy blanket of of love. It's such a good show. I mean, I know it was kind of like the early nineties and stuff like that, but it holds up really well. Um, you know, because shit comes around. So I mean, just now we're watching ones where it's got um, spoilers. I was going to say it's fucking. 30 years old, go watch it, you fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got Anthony Edwards in it just before his breakout in the ER and he's playing this guy, you know, that, that's, um, you know, fucking hypersensitive to changes in the air, so it's dealing with like, environmental issues, I mean, like pollution oh, and stuff yeah. like that. It's you know, so stuff that is so relevant now, but this, you know, this is way ahead of the curve and dealing with a lot of cultural issues where, like, you know, the, 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 the kind of native people and stuff like that as well. So, you know, it's, it, it, it was ahead of its time, I think, as well. But it's just one of those. Exxon does that a lot. It deals with a lot of environment. I've noticed there's a lot yeah. of environmental stuff in it as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, it's just something just made that, back in the, you know, the nineties. That vision, you know, like, you know what could be, and and fucking nailing it almost perfectly. But it's one of those shows. It's you know, it's like you watch it and you know nothing bad's ever really going to happen. And every episode, everything's wrapped up beautifully, you know, and it's warm and it's cozy. So it's it's just perfect, you know, meal time viewing. It's just it's safe watching, which you need sometimes. Just that that. No, fam, fucking modern family, that kind of shows. I mean, it's just safe and comfortable, and you enjoy watching it. So I'm really enjoying Northern Exposure. <laughs> Still got a bit to go. I think we're kind of probably about halfway through now, um, and then working Mindy's after that. So Northern Exposure is my my, my binge at the moment. I was thinking about Anthony Edwards recently. Yeah, he was. He was. I was thinking about the film. I, I, you know, I've known my, my penchant for um, apocalyptic films. Mm. Do you remember Miracle Mile? I don't know. That's the one where he basically he picks up a, a ringing telephone. He's going on a date and he picks up a phone that's ringing like a telephone booth, and it's warning them that the nuclear war has started and the missiles are, are coming towards. I think it's LA, and they're going to hit in the next seventy minutes. Well, that's um, fucking hell. Imagine that. That's quite nuts, isn't it? Like, imagine having that information. Uh, like, what the fuck? Um, that, that's uh, a really, it's a fucking really well done film. The darkest yeah. fuck films are obviously based on that. But yeah, it's, if you have a chance to find it, it's, it's, I don't think it's like showing that many places now. You ever get a chance to watch it? It's a really well done film. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards, yeah. he's lovely, isn't he? As well, he's quite, he's quite an adorable wee man. You know, he's, he's quirky, mm. he's, he's nice. We like Anthony Edwards. Well done, so. We do like Anthony Edwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move from old Anthony Edwards onto some movies calls. You know that one of us has seen, another one hasn't seen. Um, but so there's, no, there's no crossover this week, so it's really both just convincing each other to watch certain yeah. films. Yes. So first thing we talk about is I finally got to see Mean Girls, um, the new the, the musical one. The, the, well, the t- it's not the musical because it was a film, a musical. Now it's a film of the musical. Film of the musical, yeah. But yeah. It's a film that was a, it's a film is a musical that the promotional material in no way told you it was a musical. Yeah, which I found strange. Is it were they scared or you know is, is there a... a bit scared? And it's like, it seems like they're going like musicals don't work because like Cats failed. It's like you know Cats mm-hmm. was a bad film. You know one of the biggest yeah. films in the last like fifteen years is Mamma Mia, and it's a balls out musical. West Side Story. West Side Story, big as well. You know, so a musical will still work. It's just like, they seem almost scared to say it's a musical. Anyway, yeah. this is written by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Giri, and it's their debut feature. Um, the plot of this, it's the Mean Girls plot. Girl comes back from Africa with her family. She goes to the new American high school where she gets the friends, a couple of sort of outcasts, and they look to prep and like infiltrate the, the clique, the, the main, the Mean Girls, essentially, the plastics. As she does that, her life starts to spiral as she sort of becomes more ingrained with them and she learns lessons of life, love and, you know, along mm. the way. 
Lots of te- lots of teen angst. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mean Girls, man. Everyone's seen Mean Girls. Yeah. I've, I've discussed before, Con. I have a real penchant for um, teen movies. I'm a big, big fan of them. And mm-hmm. Mean Girls is generally one of my favourites. I remember seeing them when it first came out. And I thought it was, it's a fucking brilliantly well done film, brilliantly well written script. Well, I'd only seen it recently, two two years ago, I think. We were talking about it, and that's the first uh-huh. time I'd ever seen it. And I was, yeah, I was completely smitten by it. I was like, wow. It's insane. What, what, it's what, a, it's a well done, funny film. And you get a great cast of like, People, well, I think Lohan was big at that point because she'd been suffering a kid, but essentially it's launching Rachel McAdams, it's launching yeah. um, Amanda, Sie- Amanda Siegfried as well. Yeah. Um, you've also got like, it's Tina Fey sort of possible, not quite break, she's done a couple of things before, but a kind of almost breakout from Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's more like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's, Amy Poehler was in as well, so it's, it's got a really good cast. This one, different cast, you've got um, playing the, the Catty, is it Catty? Yeah. Yep, Angura, Anguri Rice, who you'll know as a girl from the Spider-Man film who plays who plays Betty. All right. Okay. Yep. 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 She, 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 didn't know this. She's a noisy. Didn't know this. Did not know that either. No, um, no trace of that accent. No, not at all. Yeah. And uh, you got uh, Renee Rapp. She plays the main girl, the main she, one. She she's a, a singer, a pop star. She was. She, she played the same role on Broadway. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes uh, sense. You've yeah. also got playing the the outcast friend, the one uh, Janice, uh-huh. is Oreo Cravalho, who is the real, Mo- real Moana. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, oh, it's Moana's, just... the voice Moana do, oh, is cool. live action. Oh, uh, that's sweet. You've also got uh, Jaquel Spivey, I think his name, the name is, uh, and Tavantilia. B.B. Uh, Wood, John Hamm pops up as well, Tina Fey, Jenna Fisher also as well. Jenna, so it's a very interesting cast. Yeah. Jenna Fisher is very well cast as a mother because she looks exactly like um, Catty, to be honest. She looks exactly like okay. Katie, exactly like yeah. her. This was slightly, <coughs> slightly better than expected and also slightly worse than expected as well. It's a real mix of what you want from it because I was spending most of the time watching it going like, who is this for? Mm. Because I don't personally, I don't think Mean Girls has aged that much. I think kids like yeah. who watch that film now still identify with it. Yeah, and not not. They, need, they don't they not feel they need their own version of it. You're right, because my daughter, who's now sixteen, first seen it about a year and a half ago as well, and she loved it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So yeah, it's still the audience it's for is still the audience that that's that it's for now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, you're right, you're right. It's not definitely. like a film, there are some films I get where you're like, let's update this for a modern audience, I can understand it to a certain degree. This yeah. one going, I don't think you need to. Like, no. it, 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 it all, the positive and all, all work within that yeah. film. Um, so I was a bit confused by that. It is, for me, the strongest when it's just been its own thing. I quite enjoy the musical numbers in it. None of them are like outright bangers that you'll be humming for days on end. Mm. But, that's when it showed a bit of flair, a bit of flourish to be its own thing. And there's some really nice camera work, like a really couple of good winner shots and stuff like that, of like um, sort of dance numbers and stuff, which I. Yeah. <coughs> a, the cast are bringing all the fucking energy they possibly can. Like they're yeah. trying their goddamnedest to bring this energy to it. But see, for big chunks of it, it's literally copying the exact same script as Mean Girls. Which is never, yeah, you've got, you know, look. look. You know, either do a fucking direct remake like Dawn of the Dead style, or you know, fucking then, go your own way. Don't. Yeah. And yeah, but the things that have like entered the, the, the zeitgeist, 
they don't hit in the same way when you hear them like repeated by someone who's it's it just feels like it feels like a cover it felt like watching a cover band who aren't that good at the covers yeah. but when they do their own stuff it's actually all right yeah you're more interested now um is, is it is it a musical for the sake of music or does the, is, does the music drive the story as well music does drive the story but none of the so none of the songs are like are great the, the rhythms of the songs are good but the lyrics aren't that interesting Right, right, okay. You know, so there's no like catchy hook. The only one right. I can really kind of remember half one is the one when the girl sings at a party. It's at like the Halloween party they go to, and she's and I quite I thought it was quite a funny song. But the rest of them, they're, they're tight. the songs are a bit meh to be honest. A bit yeah. mid, I think, as the kids would say. Yeah. Um, but the cast all absolutely invest in it. Um, I think it's, I've, I think it's the, the girl who plays Moana. She's excellent. She's phenomenal in it. She's so much. <coughs> joy and energy come from her and she can sing that girl she, she's got well. she's got some pipes on her yeah yeah and then uh, also um jaquel spinney i think it's spy who plays the gay best friend yeah also the funniest thing in the original probably the funniest thing in this as well so they, they yeah. <coughs> as well how's really rapping it because I, I think she got a lot of flack for being cast on on this thing, there was a lot of fucking hatred, which I don't I don't get. I'm like, come on, fuck. I didn't like. I didn't, I didn't mind her. I thought she was quite good. I thought she was. Yeah. Real, I thought she was actually pretty decent, and she nailed the songs and stuff like that. Jill wasn't a fan of her since she was too old, but I think she's like twenty two. So I mean, not that old to be honest. Well, but, um, how often do teenagers play teenagers? Do you know what exactly. I mean? It's yeah, yeah. it's not not a done thing, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. But it, it was just one of those films where I'm just going. I don't really know what the purpose of this film is because yeah. you've also got some people playing like Tina Fey and Tim Meadows are playing the same roles they played in the first one yeah but it's, yeah. It's, it's, whereas you get like John Hamm is a cameo playing the gym teacher which is fine he just that's a cameo essentially yeah and it's there's it wasn't different enough from the original to make it interesting you know and it wasn't the same level of energy from the, that you had the first one that made you love it in the same way mm. so it's a weird kind of hybrid beast of like not really sure also, I don't know if it's just a budget thing with it, but it looked a little bit cheap. Oh, really? Like, um, there was no, like, sort of, like, razzmatazz with, the, with musical numbers. Yeah, I was going like, to say, budget <laughs> shows with musicals, this is, I mean, you, you need to put money on that big fucking dance number and, you know, that that's where it, it comes through. Yeah, yeah. Aye, there was nothing, like... You know, like even something like that crap Netflix on prom, there was a you can see money in that somewhere. Mm. This was all just shot in like high school gymnasiums and like high school classrooms and suburban house. There was nothing that made it feel big and bold and like huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, even like you know, we both enjoyed Wonka. Wonka felt massive at times. Yeah, yeah. Aye, the sets and you know, the the, the design, yeah, you can uh-huh. see there was money there and, and yeah. you know the, the Fucking lavishness of it all, yeah. I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was like not a bad hundred minutes at the cinema, mm. but equally not a particularly great. You know, it's it's it was just it was very okay. Yeah, I think I think you've nailed it. Was saying I think the, the, the ultimate question was back to why. I, I, yeah. I guess is you know maybe in five years time more understandable. Okay, uh, yeah, but it's just I think just now yeah, it's like there's. there's no need for this. No one's yeah. really asking because it's a musical. You don't have to then 
make that in there for them. You know, let it no. be a musical. It's okay. You know, let, let it do the West End. Too. It does feel like it would, be, it would be better on stage. Like, you probably have a better time watching it if it's on stage. Yeah. 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 Like, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Colour Purple was made into, is made into a remake recently. Mm. I get, because that's a film that sort of, that has drifted from the zeitgeist. Mm. Yeah. So maybe there is a need for another generation to see this kind of film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Me Girls hasn't drifted from, from the from the zeitgeist. As I you say, I, I'm fairly new to it, to, to, and so is my daughter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and that, that's fucking generations, do you know what I mean? That right. still can watch it and go, yeah, get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Completely. And so, I, still, yeah. you know, I still quote Mean Girls. And mean girls if, you make, if you hear a Mean Girls quote, people, kids don't know what it is. They're not going to be yeah. completely you know, dumbfounded by it. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Six out of ten. Not a bad score. It doesn't sound like a bad film. I think the points you're saying are all valid, but yeah, you, ultimately, not, not a bad film. You know, just yeah. unnecessary, I guess. I kind of, yeah, just, mm. I felt like energy going to put it elsewhere. And you yeah. said all the cast, they come themselves in glory because they put a lot into it and the energy is 100% there. And I'm all for the, I'll watch the cast again do pretty much anything. But need a better song sheet to sing from, perhaps. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll maybe catch it on streaming. In fact, I will, because yeah. it's me and girls. You know, I will, I will watch it again. Yeah. 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 Um, on that call, I'll do a quick one on a film that was out in cinema, I think, at tail end of last year that has finally arrived on, like, sort of, you can rent it for a bold four ninety nine on Amazon and such like, um, and that is Gran Turismo, um, directed by Neil Blomkamp, mm. who directed um, District 9, Alicia, yeah. and Chappie, a man who has, at one point, felt like the next big thing in, like, sort of sci-fi, Aye, definitely. This man, yeah, especially with District Nine, that was yeah. like, you know, this man's going to be the next, you know, fucking sci-fi guru. Um, like we can um, the next like sort of like Ridley Scott in terms of like yeah. sort of in a sci-fi genre movie type thing. You know, he felt he was in that in that zeke in that kind of zone. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so the plot of this one is it's a young guy who lives in Wales, um, and he is very obsessed with Gran Turismo. He's very, very good at it. He plays arcade machines and is very, very good at Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo decided this time decided to do a competition where if you are the best Gran Turismo player in the world, you get to come and train with them to possibly be involved drive, in drive real cars, cars for the race. So for the un- initiated out there, the Gran Turismo is a, a PlayStation game, game where you yeah where you drive <laughs> drive but it's very it's a simulation a very realistic game. Part of very realistic simulation. Yeah, yeah. So young guy goes across to um, learn how to yeah, keep obviously first ten minutes he wins his race so he gets to, a chance to become the, the the driver and if he wins the sort of the the heats he will become a driver in the actual sort of Formula One or Formula Two or a fucking mm. in the racing in the professional racing circuit. <laughs> Um, so he comes up against you know all the people who are like going you you're just a video game player you're not a, yeah. you're not a real driver and you've got um, him trying to prove him to, against himself and all other people he can do this um, so in the film you get David Harbour who is like the chief mechanic who doesn't believe in the kid at first but then you know, begins to feel that the kid has got something like um, a grumpy old man with a heart yes he, he's basically yeah. Mickey yeah yeah he's Mickey <laughs> you've got Orlando Bloom who is the kind of CEO, kind of like kind of skeezy, kind of like marketing man about it all. So mm. I can't really think of a rocky comparison for him. He's a, the rocky promoter, I'm guessing. Um, you've got Archie Medequi, who is the um, the young driver, um, young actor there. Um, Jerry Horner, or as we know her better, Ginger Spice. She plays his mum. And you've got Digimon Hunzo, who plays his dad. Who upsettingly, neither of them attempt the Welsh accent, which is a little bit upsetting. Jerry Halliwell did a Welsh accent. I would pay a ticket 
juice for that and nothing else, sir. I'd pay for DJ Muse to try and do a Welsh accent. Because he's actually, they actually, his dad was at, like, Digimon Hewson is playing the character. The character was actually a football player in real life, and he played, like, about 300 games in, like, the sort of English leagues. Oh, well. That's a relatively well-known player. He scored a winning goal against Liverpool um, at one point for Frank Watford, possibly. So it's like, he is a relatively well-known football player. Yeah. Um, this is, as you'd imagine, a very tropey sports movie. Okay, um, and it follows all the tropes of every sports movie we've seen before. Now, I can watch a sports movie where I don't know the sport and still mm. enjoy it. Done it a couple of weeks ago with that Rowan one, the boys in the yeah. boat. Yeah. We can do it with bobsleigh films. We can do it with if golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, anything. I so do not give a fuck about car racing. Mm. Like it's to mm-hmm. me, it's like it's one of the most boring. Like sort of redundant crap sports that I have no interest in whatsoever. So trying to make that interesting for me is a big is a big ask. So maybe that's where part where partly my bias towards this comes. I do not yeah. find car racing in any way, shape, or form interesting. I'm the same, unless it's something like big Hollywood, like Days of Thunder, or maybe Paul Newman, that kind of thing, because it's so fucking you know cinematic. But something like this doesn't sound as if it's on that grand scale. Aye, that's right, so. And it does feel <coughs> that, as you'd imagine, it's a two-hour advert for Sony. Yeah. And the Sony brand and the Sony Gran Turismo brand. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't even care that it's that. Like, it's quite open and quite happy to be that. Like, it's not even trying to, like, slightly hide it a little bit. It's like Which, I, I get that, because the Super Mario Bros. Gran movie, yeah, you, it's the same, through. it's a love letter from Nintendo, do you know what I mean? I get that, but... but people of Mario, it's like, Gran Turismo, I don't know if it's even that big a deal. When it first came out, yeah, because it was this hyper-realistic racing game, and I got the first couple there was, um, and then maybe kind of after, I think there's about seven or eight of them now, and I think it's just diminishing returns, and it gets to a point where it's like, who cares anymore? Um, that's a, I, that's but this is not one of the biggest selling games. Um, so, there is that sense of, like, if you're going to see a film called Gran Turismo, you're probably there because you like Gran Turismo, or you like Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not begrudging it being a two-hour advert for, for Gran Turismo, yeah. because I think if you're going to see that film, you must expect that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you go going to see Barbie, and you don't see it as in some way a company trying to sell Barbie stuff, then yeah, you're idiot. You know, yeah, shame on you. The difference is, in that, they can subvert it with a lot of other stuff. This has no subversion or you know second level you know, yeah. you know undertones and um, there is some nice stuff like <coughs> david harbour and the mickey role very charming he's, he's david harbour very watchable on screen always yeah. enjoy him brings the right amount of gruffness but love to it and say you know as you expect very much in the in the hopper role from i was going to say it sounds yeah. like he, he's, he's channeling hopper quite a bit yeah very much so very yeah. much so um, and I think he's a guy who Hollywood doesn't really know what to do with now. Like after like um, mm. was it called Field Hellboy? Yeah. He came, that was it. Mom was like they took that as his shot at the big time and it didn't work out. So now he's fucked. But it's like I think he's got something about him still. I um, think so. Yeah, there's more there. Yeah. 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 Like it's almost like no, you, you you go back to TV. You go back to TV. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, and also the boy Archie Medwicky, he is genuinely very good. Like he's got a lot of charm to him and he's a very watchful young actor. So. I've been really intrigued to know what he does in future because mm. there's definitely something about him. Like he's, he has 
more than just it, it was just a teen actor or a, or a, a young actor. He had a bit of depth to him, and I felt like he was he brought more to it than probably the story would you'd expect from this. It is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like he he brought a little bit more depth to it. And it was less surface level from him than I really expected. So that was kind of surprising. I'm actually going to be checking to see if he's been in anything. Um, Mr. Bloom. So Orlando Bloom's a weird one for me because I, I do like him, but I, I do to me he, he, he's legless. And when you see him out with that, you kind of see that he's not very fucking good at anything else other than being this elf. Because as an elf, you're expected to act in a wooden way anyway. Yeah. It's almost like a role tailor made for him. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on, on Orlando Bloom? Much the same. He's, he's... I can't really think of a Lando Bloom film I've enjoyed that didn't have the words Lord of the Rings in, in it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Or The Hobbit. I know he's in one of the Hobbit films, so it's like, yeah, very much one of those kind of guys who's like just sort yeah. of in, nah, nothing bad to say against him. You know, he's yeah, just, like, yeah. Uh, he's just not very... Charlie, he's the Charlie Hunnam. You know, he's yeah. like the medieval Charlie Hunnam, I guess. Or the, right. <laughs> um, there was some nice visual for us to try and make a look of the video game, which I actually probably a lot of fans of the game might appreciate the way it was done. So... Mm for that but my biggest takeaway from it was kind of i'm kind of sad and this is what um he's became um neil blowcamp like he's yeah. i feel like he was he was worth more than i know elysium didn't do well i know Chappie Chappie, yeah. kind of as well but i just it's kind of sad that this is what um he's kind of ended up doing like i feel yeah. he's better than this it's a bit like when what's his name shalaman ended up doing like kind of crappy Airbender films and stuff like that, and like After yeah. Earth and stuff like that, you feel like you're better than this. You've got, you've got more of a vision than that. Even yeah. if you take your vision, don't give you 150 million to do it, we'll give you 20 million to do it. I think you could do something better than this. And maybe Absolutely. if he does this, he gets 20 million to go and do his own idea. If that was the case, I'd be quite happy with it. But I, that was more big takeaway. Because like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I was attached to like, you're going to do like the Halo movie at one point. You're going to do like a, um, I'm sure you could attach like an alien film at one point. Yeah, it was like the next, you know, fucking revelation for for us kind of sci-fi geeks that they did mm. that. Did that? You know, we were all waiting for more. You know, like what's right. next? What's next? And it, yeah, I mean, Chappie, I enjoyed, um, but yeah, it, it it tanked. Do you know what I mean? And I get it. And I think District Nine was just, you know, to start on that. So good. That's yeah, to start in the top good. of that mountain, where do you fucking go, I guess, is is the problem. And you've, we've seen this before, you know, that, that one fucking movie, and you're like, right, you know, it can only go down from there, um, which is a shame, real shame. Actually, can't bet, maybe he, he almost, he hit the best movie ever done, you know, um, ever since. It's a bit like, you know, the Austin Wells, the, the quote, like, I, made, I started with the greatest film ever made, and then yeah. it, it went downhill from there, you know? Yeah, name, name another Austin Wells film. Can tell you. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Name three. Uh-huh. Ah. Ah. I'll take the win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Once you achieve, even think of like something like, you know, even Coppola to an extent, you know, he does something like Apocalypse Now, you know, everything after that, you know, not yeah. everything, but there's a lot of a decline, you know. No, as you're going to judge it on that, that previous body of work, definitely. And if it doesn't, you know, if it's not up to that standard, then that's it. You failed, and it's it's not going to be, you know. It's, yeah. It's fucking, it, it, seldom does that happen. So yeah, it's a real shame. I'm the exact same as you. I thought this guy was going to be, you know, the the, the second coming, and never happened, man. Never happened. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give it five out of ten, Colin. <sighs> Ooh. Um, I don't know if I care enough to, I used to play Gran Turismo back in the day so I'd probably have more of an investment in it than you 
because I played the game. Okay, right. So, so yeah, um, but I'm much like you. I find racing boring. I've, I just I don't get the appeal of you know cars driving round and round. unless it's Disney cars or Tom Cruise. It's like you know it's fucking dull. Um, so yeah. Not one, not one from you, I don't think so. Not no one from me, but you know, one I watched it at home. I'd be annoyed if I spent money in the cinema to go and see it. Um, from that call, let's let us um now talk about one that you saw, um, an Amazon release. What did you What did you watch? Come to bring to this tonight. Um, I, I watched the movie ju- just last night. May I say, um, on Amazon Prime called um, Black Friday, um, which I'm sure is probably. A play for a movie's called Black Friday. I'm going to say Black Friday cannot be an uncommon title for a, a I movie. I don't. Black- Think it is. I'm sure there's a, Boris, there's a Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi film called Black Friday. Yep. Yeah. There was. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's too many to count. Colin called Black Friday. To be well, honest. This one stars neither of those um, horror heavyweights you mentioned. Um, the, yeah. This one uh, instead stars um, everyone's favourite Bruce and Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And uh, Mike, Michael J. White. So they're the yeah, kind of big names. Apart from you. I like Michael. Dude, he's Spawn. Come on! I don't care who he is. I'm not. I'm, I don't care. He's, he's also, he's, he was also in one more shot, and that. Yeah. Well, he was the best thing, anyone, possibly. Anyone involved in that is, is <laughs> a couple of levels. Um, a few other names. No one that I really know of, but you might, you might kind of have ever more. Is uh, Devin Sawa. Um, that, destination. Idle hands. Yep. So he's a kind of horror icon, I guess, from, from that generation. Um, Ivana yes. Baquero, Ryan Lee. Stephen Peck um, and Louis Kurtzman, um, directed by Casey Thibault, who I believe it's his first directorial. I think he's done maybe a few TV video kind of shoots and music, stuff like that. And produced by the mighty Bruce Campbell also. Um, is he producing or is he executive producing? He, I believe he's a producer on it. Um, yeah, I think he's a, a producer on it. Um, so very very kind of straightforward stuff. Um, there's a Black Friday sale in a toy store that all the staff are kind of unhappy about because they need to work through the holiday season. Um, there are something crash lands in there for Parasite from space that infects people and turns them into weird pointy teeth zombie monsters and basically they're trapped in a big kind of toy store with these right. zombie monsters trying to escape as the plot in a nutshell. Um, nothing that you've not seen before. Um, you know, it, it gets all the tropes out of the way. It's got Bruce Campbell in it for a reason. It's got Michael J. White in it for a reason. Um, but it's done with so much fun and gusto that it's hard not to like it. Um, the special effects aren't very good. Um, some of the acting's pretty subpar, even for Mr. Campbell himself. But it's just one of these ones. If you like horror, it, it's just a you know, it, it's a, it knows what it is. It knows it's a B movie, and if you go in to see a B movie horror, you'll come out with a big smile on your face. Um, it sounds kind of like almost like a kind of like Critters or like a Tremors, or it sounds like and it's in it's in that vein. Maybe not as good as them, but in that kind of vein. Yeah, that kind of I think oh, it's weird in, in an odd kind of way. It's I know the one Thanksgiving recently from Eli Roth. Yeah. Was like a see a slasher kind of movie, but it's kind of that that kind of feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, say kind of small confined space, you know, all kind of set in one place and stuff like that. But just a lot of running about, a lot of chasing, you know, a lot of these fuckers won't die kind of 
nonsense. It is just fun, just a bar of laughs. Um, Don the Daddy almost a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's just borrowing from everything. Like I say, I don't think it's trying to be anything other than what it is. It knows, do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're happy being that. We're giving you, you know, what you're expecting to see, but in, in a good way, you know, it's a lot like a of fun. 90, 90, I took it, it's 90 minutes. About 92 minutes, exactly, yeah, just kind of rolls in. Um, some of the cast, you know, kind of lend their characters probably more weight than they deserve. Um, and it's, it's always nice seeing the old icons. Yeah, when you see Mr. Campbell and stuff like that popping up, you've always got, I've got a, Mr. Campbell's like God to me, so I've always, always got time for him. It does very much sound like a film I probably watched when I was a kid. I'd rent, or I'd get my parents to rent from the video store. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of late night horror kind of film, you know, yeah. like, like 11 o'clock at night on Channel 4 or something. Exactly. And you get, it's one of those ones that, the effects when they are bad, you don't care because you're enjoying can, the ride so much. It's not yeah. trying to be transformer. Yeah. It's, it's it, completely content with what it is. Yeah, it's like that's a rubber mask. That's cool. You know that. I'm okay with rubber mask. Yeah. Um, really, really fun watch. I would, I would highly recommend it. I, I scored it a five out of ten. But as I've said before, you know, for a horror movie, if I can be, you know, a ten out of ten is, you know, it, but it's a five with love. With so so much love I had a whale of a time so it was 90 minutes where I was just completely engrossed and I totally enjoyed myself and you know have it with a beer you know watch it with gel stuff like that you'll laugh and you'll groan and you'll roll your eyes but by the end you'll feel like I enjoyed that you know it just it just satisfies it just deep down you're like yeah that's kind of what I wanted that's that's what I knew I was getting and yeah I wanted that it knows exactly what it's doing I'm okay with that a film that knows what it is but does it well I'm absolutely happy with and it's Guys who've done it before, I know what they're doing. Exactly, and if you've got Amazon, you're you know you're getting it for nothing essentially. So, <laughs> worst things you'll watch. I would rec- highly recommend it. Watch Black yeah. Friday. Yes, it sounds infinitely more interesting from what you're saying. Better done than say Five Nights at Freddy's, which was oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's probably got a fraction of the budget that I had as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it just shows again what you can do with you know imagination and you know good writing rather than fucking you know. Eight, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah, it's good fun film. Black Friday. I, I might be a Friday night watch I think I, 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 I like I'm home tomorrow from my from a night out. I may um, sit and watch a few, that. A few beers in you, you're feeling a wee bit tipsy. You, it'll give you a chuckle, sir. Yes, do that. Do that. Do that. And <laughs> final film the Nikon's one I've seen, and it's a completely it's a a one eighty flip from anything I've talked about. Yes. With um in this podcast already, and that's a film called The Zone of Interest. Which is up for all sorts of Oscars, BAFTAs, mm. all the all the all the awards are, are up for is up for this one. Um directed by Jonathan Glazer, who directed the film Sexy Beast, um Under the Skin, which was a really weird remember Under the Skin? Weird. Yeah. yeah. Sexy Beast is quite a strange film as well though. Have um, you seen Sexy Beast? I have Ray Winston. And that puts me off it. Yeah, but that's even that Ben Kingsley and that's weird as fuck. Yeah. It's a strange film too. But yeah, under the skins, I still don't quite understand. That's what it was filmed in Glasgow, remember? It was like filmed. Yeah, Glasgow, but people yeah. didn't know it was a film, so she was walking about Glasgow, but people didn't know they were being filmed. So you're, you're seeing like real reactions from people that don't know they're fucking getting. Aye, cause like, and also bizarre. Scarlett Johansson looked like Scarlett Johansson. You wouldn't believe it was Scarlett Johansson walking through Glasgow, would you? Saw in the middle of the shopping centre, would you? Yeah, think? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's utterly strange, strange <laughs> film. Um, are worldly. I would, I would go as far as to say. Very much so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also in a film called uh, Birth as well. So this film is not otherworldly. This film is very much back to a reality. Um, mm. And it's a film basically set 
there's a family who live in a house and it's a very nice house and they have a nice garden and everything's lovely. They've got the kids, the kids are going to school. The dad's got a good job. The mum's very content with her house and she's very happy working in her house. The issue is the house is the commandant house of the outswitch commander, uh, Rudolf Hess. So it's essentially the story of the family who live in this house that's basically the back wall of the garden is the camp, mm. you know? And they have, like, some of the prisoners who come in and they do work for them and, and work the garden and clean stuff up. And also you have, like, the the background of Auschwitz camp. Auschwitz, yeah, yeah. Holocaust. Uh, yeah. Unfolded, yeah. Jesus. Well, and then we've got uh, Christian Friedel, who plays the, the commander. You've got Sandra Huller, who is quite one of my favourite actresses because she was in uh, An Atom of a Fall as well. Mm. She plays the wife, she's in that as well, and you get Max Beck as well. So there's a lot of our cast, but they're sort of the three main members of the cast. Um, this, I saw this yesterday, last night, and I have not stopped thinking about it since last night. It's like, a gruesome take, though. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fucking. It's a, it really it's a real, a real situation, you know. It, uh-huh. You know, it, it, you know that, that, yeah. That, that this is, this is, that happens. Fucking hell, yeah. happened. Nice. It's, it's not left me, and it's first of all, the director makes a really interesting choice, and he doesn't show the camp at any point. Mm. It's all contained in the house, or there's a trip to Berlin at one point with the, the commandant, but you don't ever properly see the camp. Mm. What you do see, or what you do hear, and it's even more traumatic, is you hear a constant rumble of trains, you hear gunshots, you hear clanking, you hear, you can see smoke coming out of chimneys, you can see, you know, you can hear that. So they're living their life in this house and there's like probably the worst crime ever perpetrated going on. 20 yards where they're they're having a pool party. It's, It's strongly traumatic. It's it brings home that banality of evil, you know, yeah. like we yeah. can all identify, like, you know, like a Thanos, you know, that's easy. Like that's a bad guy. Yeah. These people, from what you see, they're not bad people, but they're doing absolutely monstrous or party to, or at least benefiting from. To, to them, it's, yeah, that, that's, this is my job, you know, that, yeah, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a horrible thing even. You can't even wrap your head around it, can you, really? Oh. It's, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a point in the film where the commandant maybe getting moved to a different camp to do work there. Mm. So you have to uplift his family and take them with him. <coughs> and the wife is like, I don't want to leave. This is my house. I love my house. I love, I love being here. It's like, it's just, it beggars belief when you're watching it. But it is, it's such a well-done film because it's such... It's done in such a voyeuristic way, but not in a, mm. a nasty way. You're just you're just watching these people, and you're like, like I don't understand you. Does no. it? Is it trying to? I mean, is it trying to vilify, or or is it just you know that this is how it was? Is it showing that you know this person as a monster, or or is it humanising them? I don't get the angle. Where is it? I think. I think by humanising it, which it does do it makes them more monstrous. Mm. You know, but again, there's nothing in this film apart from one line where you get the idea that he might be a psychopath. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else, she was a completely normal human. Yeah. But can yeah. I, a completely normal human to be party to this yeah. makes it even more fucking terrifying, to be honest. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's it's a tough watch because you don't see anything outwardly bad in it. But I, I think that's good because you need to process that yourself. That's uh-huh. what you, we know the horrors. What we've seen that we don't, you know, that's fucking scarred, you know. And, and yeah. you know, we we know, and you know, in here when you're processing that, I think that's a smart choice. I think you know, and like, I think, I think to, really you internalize choice. that shit. You know, you fucking internalize it. Right. That's like, that's what's going to get you. When you hear a train arriving, you know what that train is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you hear, you know. The dogs, dogs and guns, yeah. You know what that is when you when you see them having a pool party, and in the background there's a chimney and it's pumping out smoke. You know what that smoke is pumping out. When the woman gets a new coat and it's a fur coat, mm-hmm. you know where that's came from. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. But it's a it's a, trem- it's a trem- tremendous piece of filmmaking. Um, g- generally, if, if a film is supposed to stay with you, this one will stay with you for a long time. It really did it, it properly drills right down into your bones like and Schindler's just, list levels of penetration yeah it's right into your like your sort of it just burns into the bones of you obviously you, you'll it'll not leave you and you'll be sitting you just i can't go over like it'll probably win academy awards for many things but it should win it for sound because the soundscape of this film is probably one of the most horrifying and, and like traumatizing things i've ever heard in my life it, it was just constant just mm. <coughs> how what kind of audience were you in with? Was there an audience there, or was it? There was, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a, 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 it was a, I'm not gonna say a wankish audience, but it's, it's a definitely yeah. a film loving audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't imagine you're gonna go. You can't go to this for like a night out. Yeah. You got to seek it out. You know, and you want, and you're gonna have to like you want to sit and watch it. It's it's one that I I really want to watch, but but there's something inside me saying I, I I don't want to see this for mm. not not for it's my film, but for the subject matter. I'm like, I, I, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just grim, and I know what it's about, and do I want to put myself through that ringer? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it is. Like, I felt it was emotional at the end of it. Like, I generally felt, like, you've got overcome before. Like, yeah. it, it generally does really, really get to you. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a brilliant piece of work. Yeah. And to be honest, I know it's not going to win the Oscars because it's, it's a, like a foreign film and probably not the same enough people in it, but I honestly think it's more deserving of anything than because it's it, this is what it's trying to say and what it's trying mm. to do and um, one <coughs> minor quibble was there's a kind of a semi b story in it of a young girl who worked in a nearby town who's doing something around the camp it didn't need that story mm. that could have been trimmed out of it for me was that to line up maybe it felt like it was a, it, it almost they just sort of it to to take you away from the house for a little bit. Right, okay, okay, yeah. Um, but I think that was not needed in the film. It, it doesn't, it's not like it's a, something bad happened, well, something, stuff always, it's fucking Holocaust, all, yeah, all bad yeah. shit happens. But it's not like it somehow, it adds something for me, it, that felt like very much of the parts that didn't really need to be there. Um, so that was a minor quibble, however, but everything else in the film, it's, it's, it's not perfect from a, from a piece of filmmaking. Yeah, I can see, I can see when I'm, obviously people can't see, but on camera, I can see you, 
the kind of fucking almost distress in your face when you're yeah. trying to, when you're talking about it, you can see like physically you know like you know it, it's taking a wee toll on you um, it has not generally it's a film it's, I've been thinking about it all day like I saw it last yeah. night it's, it's generally been on my mind all last night and all today it's just it's yeah. just and it is it's a soundscape it's just clinking in my head it's and again um, it's sadly um, all too relevant um, with today's you know exactly and that's the thing in the world at the moment it's it, feels maybe perhaps too relevant maybe that's maybe mm. why it's even more hard-hitting this now you know yeah. you're, you're reading this shit in the newspaper <laughs> you know as it's happening and you're seeing this and you know it's and, I, I don't want to go into that, that debate but you know well, para- parallels are there you know but, I, but, and what's happening in gaza and in, mm. um, in israel is been perpetrated mostly by normal people yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, again, yeah. it's that it's the banality of evil is just um, the most terrifying thing, you know. Like Saddam Hussein isn't scary, or never was scary to me because like he's 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 a like he's a comic book villain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to an extent, it's it's the the guy who's like a who was like a you know a mechanic. But, but I always wonder in a, in a weird morose way, I guess, like. For example, Putin or Hitler, for example. You know, if you said to Hitler, you know, you, you know, so do you think you're a bad person? They would sit down and have a pure calm conversation with you and explain, no, here's why I'm not. You know, uh, no, exactly, exactly. You, you know, that, 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 they don't yeah, think they're evil, that, but which, everything they do is is truly it, evil. It's completely, yeah. You're like, no, can't you? And they would just rationalise, you know, no, but here's, you know, here's why I'm doing that, and here's, here's, you know, where I'm going, and you'd be like, no, it's, it's. It's fucking scary, you know. Yeah, that's what terrifies. And there's a lot of people out there like that, you know. It's not just you know, fucking moral leaders and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's people. It's, yeah. it's just it, it concerns yeah. me. It does. Like you can, av- you can avoid the crazy guy in the bar, but the quiet guy in the bar, the quiet guy who's just going to stab you. That's the fucking terrifying. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And like I say, in these people's heads, they're complete. They rush in their heads. It's you know, what's the problem? You know. It's, it's nuts, absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I feel overwhelmed talking about it. I feel overwhelmed talking about it. Never mind, I've not seen it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I can, I can understand the impact that this film will have on people watching it. Um, yeah. Well, try yeah. and see it. I think you'll yeah. appreciate it for what it's trying to do. I think, yeah. I think you'll appreciate the filmmaking, like craft behind it as well. Yeah. But anyway, guys, want to see it? Go in with a, the warning of it is a fucking affecting watch when you when you're trying yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Which it should be as well. Should be. You know, if, yeah. if, you yeah. have to, if you come out there feeling nothing and you're and it, it, it hasn't done its job at that point, you know, something yeah. like this. Yeah. You know. Or or you're you know, you're the subject matter at that point. Um give it nine and a half out of ten, and like I said, the point five is mainly because of that wee extra B storyline we didn't think needs to be there. Other than that, think, um is it is it going to get awards at all? I know it's got nominations, is it is it going to is it going to get get awards? It could because, but it could because of the subject matter, and it's sort of like it's like it's a prevalent film in today's political climate. So mm. Hollywood might want to do that. But yeah. again, Hollywood might shy away from being too controversial that way. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, I think there's enough films there that they kind of want they want to reward. You know, for various reasons, like you know, want they they want to give the Academy Award to Downey Jr. this year. So that, that's a good story. Yeah, they want to give the Academy Award to the, the woman from the Holdovers. I can't remember. And I apologise. Yeah, because they want to give it to her. Like, nothing against her performance is fantastic. It's a brilliant yeah. performance. 
but does Sandra Huller not deserve her performance because she's done probably two of the best performances this year? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a tunnel vision with Oscars. You know, it's like here. You know, this is you know. Yeah. We'll, they're not we'll, rewarding we'll, the best. It's almost this is expected, so we'll do it. Yeah. There's a storyline to it. They're telling a story. Yeah. And that's what that's what I tell them. And, they, and how they want to be perceived in the future of mm. standing up and doing that. So, yes, I think that they, they like a narrative as well. And a narrative like the Denny Junior idea of like the guy who was child star almost, who, mm. who's Ben Hollywood, his father, then he went off the rails and spent time in jail and couldn't get hired. Mm. And then he's had to come back where he basically saved cinema with like, you know, the Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Now he's been doing this, this fourth act of his life and it's like he's getting, you know, Oppenheimer, then it'll be. It's almost like, it, yeah, it is. It's like a film, and this is the redemption act at the end of the character's uh-huh. redemption. Yeah, I get. Yeah, you know, it, it, it goes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So, I hope it does pick up stuff because I think it really deserves to, and I think it deserves to be seen as what. And like well, I said, people who if they do, if a film wins Oscars, it tends to then get um, bigger releases. Like people go and see mm-hmm. them. You know, films that get yeah. Oscars do tend to get yeah. more eyes yeah. on it. So, I was like, if a smaller film wins an Oscar, people see it. Like, remember when Coda won it? Yeah. And no one had seen Coda, but then as soon as Coda won it, people started, like, saying up for Apple Plus for, like, the free trial so they could watch Coda. Mm. You know, it became one of the... It needs those eyes on it, so... Yeah, yeah, because, you, yeah, you get... A, I know our cinemas do that. They do the kind of after the Oscars. You suddenly get all these films re-released because they were... Yes, yeah. exactly. Because that's, won who I, that's who I've seen. Grand Budapest Hotel, believe it or not, was yeah. after it won. Yeah. Cause it's in the... It's in the it's in the zeitgeist, it's in the papers. Yep. People have seen it, yep. so that's why I watch it. So yeah, Causey. Sorry, ending the down note, Causey. It means a brilliant film, but it's it's definitely it's definitely a tough watch. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is us for this week. Next week, we've still not seen One Love, the Bob Marley. Um, I don't know, but I'm 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 a musician, and and I'd, I'd probably say I'd say, but I'm I'm not a Bob Marley fan. Um, I, I don't know a single Bob Marley song. I, really. I, I know, know um, one, 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 one love, no women, no cry. Um, you know, but that's kind of yeah. I'm the same as you. I'm like, yeah, I don't doubt he was a fantastic musician, and what he was saying was, you know, cool and stuff. But yeah, like a Beatles biography, I'm not a Beatles fan either. I wouldn't want to watch that either. Um, Sam Mendes uh, is doing a four movie yes. world, which I've no interest in. I don't. I, I won't well, watch I that what do we need to know about the Beatles now? Does, is there any story of the Beatles not been told yet? That's it. There, there, there's not. You know, there, there's biographies, autobiographies, how many movies, you know, the, the, their own fucking movies. That, 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 yeah, yeah uh-huh. we, everyone knows everything about the Beatles and there's nothing there to to give, you know. Maybe he's a super fan himself and, you know, this is his love letter, which, you know, kudos to you, but... But we need yeah, four of them. Yeah, I know. Um, but I, I don't... Care about the Beatles? Um, I like you know some of their tunes and that, but I'm not you know I wouldn't I'm not invested in watching their films at all. Um, and it's much the same as Bob Marley. It's like I don't really care that much about Bob Marley to want to watch two hours about him. Sorry. I like to um, annoy our friend Stuart, who is a massive Beatles fan, by telling him that my favourite Beatles songs are Maxwell Silver Hammer and Oxford's <laughs> Garden, just to. Just to feel his anger towards me that these are the two I'm picking. Oh, oh. Maxwell Silver Hammer, though, that's um, it's not a bad, that's not a fucking bad song, though. That, that, I think it's probably one of the worst things I've ever wrote, but I think it's a fucking great song, yeah, I love it. You've got any Beatles snobbery at this point, you know, where people start to kind of reveal them or hold them up against, you know, <laughs> places they shouldn't be, you know, like the fucking bigger than Jesus like, you, know, just, right. you know it's you know they're a band you know they've yeah. done some catchy tunes but ultimately you know in 40 years time take that will be you know fucking almost as relevant do you know what I mean there you oh. go 
There's a controversial statement for you. Right there, yeah. right fucking there. Octopus, <laughs> Octopus Garden is the best Beatles song. Um, also, out this week, we've got one we're looking forward to, which is Wicked Little Letters, the kind yes. of poison pen letter movie that's um, coming out. It's looked very, very funny. I kind of have to the story, and I'm very intrigued to see how they pull it off. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I don't know the story at all, but I know I love, I love the cast and I've seen the trailer and I am balls out odd for this one. Yeah. Yes, um, and we'll probably find some stuff on Netflix, Amazon, Disney+. Plus. I, I shall endeavour to watch more than one one mm-hmm. movie this week. Do you know what the Number three viewers in the movie. Um, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook, so you can find us there and click all the wee cool icons down the bottom and you can even do wee like, sticky tongue things and abusive things as well if you want to poo emojis and all that go for it have fun go nuts we like it i've been calling you've been richard and we've been three beers in a movie